Is this a party or what? This the big bad sound. Take it out. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast, Wega Link. In today's episode, we're talking about our university experience. We're going to be talking about what it's like to be a Bahamian student in different countries, why we decided to study abroad, code switching, and more. And today, we have two special guests, our friends, Mary and Lauren. Today, we want to highlight At Bonnets and Braids, a Bahamian business that makes handmade hair care items like scrunchies, do-rags, and bonnets. I've had such a good experience with her products. The quality is amazing, and the prices are very affordable. 10 out of 10 would recommend if you're looking for a new cute bonnet. So definitely check out At Bonnets and Braids on Instagram. Like Alicia said, today we're joined by our friends. So if you guys want to introduce yourselves really quickly. My name is Mary. I am attending the University of Law in London, and I'm currently studying on the VAR course. Hi, um, my name is Lauren. I'm studying in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, My major is public health, and I'm currently a junior. In case the listeners forgot um I study at the University of Edinburgh I'm in my third year going into my fourth year because the semester is over period um studying English literature and history I'm uh finishing up my second year studying well I just declared sociology and anthropology as my major proud of you yeah please. so the first thing we wanted to talk about to get into our episode is why we all chose to study where we why we didn't stay in the Bahamas. Basically, I ended up choosing to study, well, more abroad, like the United States, because I'm actually, um, I have dual citizenship, so I have American citizenship, and I went into, like, wanting to go to college to come out and, like, go to medical school, and I wanted to go to medical school in the United States, like, do the, the basics, like, you know, take your MCAT, take your step one, like all of those exams. And I wanted to go on that path. Um, and I figured uh, I might as well just start off in the US and, you know, continue there. It would just be easier for me um, to get like more specific. Like I picked Charleston, South Carolina. Actually, I picked pretty blindly. Like it was just one of the schools I got accepted to. And I heard it's like, you know, pretty good weather. Like it doesn't snow in Charleston. It gets pretty cold, but like it's bearable. Um, and there's like still some beaches, definitely not comparable at all. Like I would not <laughs> put my foot in the water. I can't see through the water. However, it is sometimes nice to go lay out like on the beach and, you know, catch some sun when it's good weather. So it would me, Lauren and Kariana, all miserable. Yeah, oh my God, in, in Concordia. I toured it even as well. And you did. it did not stand out to me at all. Like I mean, I applied there because, like, I toured it, and I was, like, I applied to a few. Like, I applied to McGill there. That was my And I got denied from McGill, but but we move on. And I was just, like, Concordia did not, I don't know, didn't shock me at all. It didn't, like, I was, like, whatever. Mm. Yeah, imagine all three of us, like, all. Just miserable. My mom went to Concordia. I didn't apply to Concordia. I guess back in the day it was better because... Clearly. I mean, Montreal itself is, like, a beautiful city, but, like... Mm-hmm. Concordia like, itself? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Concordia listening to this podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. 
Oh, okay. For me, I chose to come to the U.S. I actually don't know why. I am here really only because of the like financial aid that they gave me, um, and because of the elite status associated with um, like the schools that I apply to and like with the school that I go to. It's like okay. Um, do I go to the Netherlands and spend less money, but then have just like a more, I don't know, like, or do I invest a bit more and then have like more of a prestigious degree under my belt and like more access to like even more prestigious schools for grad school. So mm -hmm. that was kind of it. like, okay, if I go to Carlton, I'm probably like these, like, you know, big graduate schools like recognize where I'm going as opposed to if I was like at the University of Amsterdam and I'm like applying to Stanford for grad school and they're like oh okay but it's really just like money for me other than that I don't know why I'm here would you yes. stay for your master's if I think I I would if I can get like a full ride like if I can go to grad school here for free I'll stay but if I have, if they trying to make me take out loans and um, pay money, I'm, I'm going to just go to Europe because no. Also, one thing I was thinking about is like, I think um, one of the reasons why a lot of us like end up going abroad is because like, I think at St. Andrews, honestly, they kind of groom us to like not want to stay and to in a way like look down on um, like UB or like other alternatives not that there are many alternatives there's like BTBI like the Baptist college but that's like a community college so it's really only like UB but I definitely think we're, we're not even exposed to that option it's just like okay you go to St. Andrews graduate and then you go to Canada the UK or the US yeah I agree I feel like it's definitely going to university or like doing higher education in the Bahamas is always presented as like your fail safe or if things don't work out when I mean, for some people that is true, but then also a lot of the times that's the only thing that you can do or can afford to do. So I do think St. Andrews was low-key in the wrong for that. Like make universe, like University of the Bahamas feel like it's a viable option instead of just being like, if you don't get into the any of your schools, you could, I guess, go here. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't even uh, encourage people to apply. It's just like- Right, exactly. And then like, obviously like everybody gets the question like oh why did you choose to come here to study like why did you stay in the Bahamas and it's like I don't even know how to explain like like I can't just say like because University of the Bahamas is bad like in a way sometimes I'll have to explain it like I don't know like you either would just have the option to like if you wanted to go there it would be because like you might have needed to like a year to like you know increase your grades or something out of high school if you didn't graduate with a strong GPA and then go off or if you wanted to go there because like they give you a lot of money, right? Like if you go there as a Bahamian or something, like you can get good scholarships from BGCSEs and stuff. Yeah. That, but it's just like hard to explain to like another, per like an American, like I never know how to answer that question. Like they're like, oh, y'all don't have like college in the Bahamas. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we do, but like, it's just like, no, I didn't go there. Cause like you said, I feel like it's always a big thing to like get off the island, like, you know, like leave and rather than stay and go to University of Bahamas. I don't know think that the most frequent question I get is why would you come from the Bahamas here and it's like the beach does not give you your major like I'm confused like oh, I don't understand yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but I guess Mary for you like you have no 
like you couldn't study law back home right no I think that you can it's just that oh. uh, I feel like for a lot of people kind of what Lauren said like and what y'all said like especially like going to St. Andrews mm-hmm. like I feel like you're pushed to go off from a very young age like people don't really say like okay you're gonna go to UB you know what I mean so I think there is the you can become a barrister in the Bahamas and stuff like that but it just I went off so yeah I think about that a lot actually lately I've realized like how um I guess like elitist in a way like St. Andrews is and like the way we were like raised to be is very much like high upper class people only like interacting in certain circles um and we're like in like indoctrinated to have this kind of like I will I I I don't know if I'll go so far as to say superior actually I will go so far as to say superiority complex because I definitely think like we're made to I don't think it's like a very active thing but it's like okay it's know. like a subconscious like thing that you get from going to a private school in general because I think with even like living here you realize how a lot of um just going to private school has like a lot of connotations with it but you realize how accurate some of them are. Like, obviously, because we're Bahamian, there's like a different, there's like a cultural divide between like us going to private school and then like rich British people going to private school, right? But I think here it kind of, obviously we're coming from a place of privilege where we went to private schools that pushed us to go abroad. Whereas like that is not an option for a lot of people or it is an option, but isn't presented as an option to them in their schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, like, I used to like hate the question growing up like a lot of the time I'd be like oh where you go to school I would just like hate because I knew it was coming after it like oh I go to St. Andrews and I'm just like oh you go to St. Andrews oh. <laughs> like, I hate answering that question growing up because I would like it would draw so much attention and I just feel like embarrassed sometimes like I'd be like yeah I go to St. Andrews and can't you know and it's like honestly a lot of them like this I feel like a lot of the students who go there like don't even live up to like that that uh what is it like stereotype that people give mm-hmm. it. but there are there are some of them who mind you that do for sure oh, but yeah. I, feel, I feel like that there are like a, a few of them that'll literally don't like I feel like none of us were stuck up yeah everyone else listening like mm, actually <laughs> <laughs> mm, I think yeah. no yeah I, I I don't I don't think that for the most part like most of the people that I know from St. Andrews, but that's mostly going to be our friends, right? Exactly. I don't think that we are stuck up, but mm-hmm. there are some people who I'd be like, hmm. Yeah. And also, I, I think also like, because like St. Andrews is very much elitist, but because like, when you look at the tier of um, Bahamian private schools, mm-hmm. right? we're at the top, we're like near the top of the elitist, but there are some schools, I don't even want to name names, but you know exactly what school I'm talking about. Exactly. Um, comes above us. So that makes us seem not as elitist, if that makes sense. But it's like two. It's only like yeah. two schools above us. <laughs> like in the one school is new. Yeah, one well, right? school recently. Yeah, that's true. I feel like it's also only rated in school fee price. Like that's what it's rated in. Mm-hmm. If you think about it. You know what I mean? Because 
if I'm not gonna lie to you, like, no, no, I actually, I, I ain't going to But isn't school, isn't school fee all that there is to it? Like, school yeah, fee is the it. mark, it's the mark of accessibility to that school. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, that's a, and this is a whole conversation on its own, like whether or not, well, not whether or not private schools should be a thing, but like the accessibility of private schools. In yeah, that's why I didn't want to like, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you, but that's why I didn't want to like keep going. I was just like, let me stop myself out of my head. I, like, I don't, I don't want to drag say now. I'm just like that before someone, you know, <laughs> every time <laughs> comes up, even on like Twitter, when I see like, oh Lord, St. Andrews is the topic of conversation. I know, it's like, I'm like, let me pretend I didn't even go there because one thing I'm not going to do is cap for St. Andrews on Twitter because people really do die on that hill. And what I will not do is that <laughs> because mm-hmm. not for me not to get dragged. The it thing is, is me, like me and Mary as well, like we went there since like children. That's all we knew. Like I did not go to any other school besides St. Andrews. I know Mary went off to boarding school for high school, but like crazy enough, like I literally from I was three till I graduated, I went to St. Andrews the entire time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, <clears throat> Yeah, she's she a went there. The fact that I went there the entire time. What has your experience been as a Bahamian studying abroad? Well, I guess for Lauren, I'm just extra curious because you're a white Bahamian. Like, what has that, ex- like, what has that been like? Have people been like, oh my God, you're from the Bahamas. Like, I'm so shocked. Like, I've, I actually know that people just be shocked when they find out that like black people live in the Bahamas. Like I've met, I, at, at, at UWC, there was a girl, she's from Nigeria. She was like, oh my God, I literally didn't know that like, this was a black country. I'm like, really? I was gonna, I was gonna touch on that um, as well. Uh, but you know, I, you always get that actually I don't even know where to start I feel like there's so many aspects to this like I had a rough like experience I feel like but if we're gonna talk about like should I specifically talk about like as a Bahamian at all. <laughs> all? Yeah. let me give you all the rundown um <laughs> I went to the same school my entire life I was surrounded by majority of them the same people I was in the same environment all of that stuff um I went into the state of South Carolina alone like never touring the college I never visited um I didn't know anything you know we grow up we we just visit Miami Fort Lauderdale you know that's that's as far like and Florida is kind of considered the south but it's a yeah, very- that's the deep south child yeah but like <laughs> Miami and like them places is completely different than South Carolina like that south you know what I mean mm-hmm. um and boy I had just about the biggest culture shock of my life mm-hmm. uh my first my first year I feel like in general um I had like seen a lot of things and heard a lot of things that I never thought I would hear in my lifetime especially um you know growing up here it was a little different um and it's people, crazy that people were saying so I, I, I had to continue my, my foreign language. And so I picked this class where every year it's taught by a, like a French native, like, right. And the French native I had this semester, he was like light skin. Um, and he was fully French. Like he never been to America before. And he told me that like, he was walking with this group of friends. And like, I mean, this truck of like white people, like, 
pass him and shouted like at them like the hard like and like n-word like i mean hard r like at and, oh, he, hard r. and he was like but why like you did this for what like hmm. he's like and he was like he just didn't realize like he was like i'm scared to like accidentally walk on someone's lawn before like a white man walks out with a gun and shoots me yeah. like like it was things like that that i was like dang there were a lot of racial incidents where it was like apparently this video video went viral of these white students who were passing these plantations and like yelling like yeah go pick your cotton like kind of things like really disgusting um another part of it of course was as i said i grew up around the same people the same environment was definitely homesickness um i feel like everybody can relate here i don't know I was definitely homesick. I think in terms of missing my family more though, mm-hmm. I feel like if my family was closer or something like it would be easier for me, but it just wasn't. And then when it got cold, I mean, I'm, I'm sure as we all could relate when it gets cold, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it gets worse and you're just like, man, I want to go home. Um, so yeah. And then I actually developed, well, didn't develop like, I guess I always had it, but like I got like diagnosed with like anxiety disorder because um, sometimes I'd get really like homesick and like some things would happen and like I would I would end up having these like anxiety attacks rather than panic attacks because you know there's a difference. A therapist and everything like my freshman year too and it helps a lot. Um, if you're ever feeling homesick, like even like on campus, um, I'm sure there's like on campus. Um, what's the word not they're not like psychiatrists but they're like what counselors Counselors, definitely go see definitely do it um because I did it and it definitely helped me what you were saying when you go to a place where you've literally just been surrounded by the same people all the time and you go to somewhere that's so different and like even going off the fact that like making friends here is hard because I think there's this um well, there's a belief that Black people are homogenous, right? So how you're saying we're, pe- we're like African-Americans and like ba- Black Bahamians are completely different. Black British people or Black Scottish people are completely different as well. And it's, it's you have to move differently, speak differently. Like you don't really, like I, I want to say quote, like air quotes, speak the same language because just because you're Black, like that there there is that one thing, but the upbringings are different. So there are a lot of cultural differences. And initially I found it so hard to like fit in because like even being Bahamian, it's like, we don't have another language. We, we speak like, we speak our little Bahamian Creole, but it's English-based. Um, and for the most part, you speak English, don't really have a very strong accent. So for me, I was just always like, I don't want to say like diminished, but like diminished or reduced to American, but which sounds kind of bad, but that's kind of what it was. I was like reduced to just being American or like general black person. And like, in that way, I kind of felt like my identity was removed. So every time I would introduce myself, I would kind of stress, I'm Bahamian. You have to like wear that identity on your shirt, basically, I guess. This was kind of on the topic of how Alicia was asking me how people would react to me if I told them I was from the Bahamas. And I literally can't tell you the amount of times the comment I've gotten is, but you're white. And it's like... (laughs) you want to know something else like I'm also half Haitian would you believe that like it's like yeah I'm white I am there's there there are those there are white Bahamians there are white Haitians like we exist Um, I'm living proof of it and it's just like very recently actually right before I came home I was literally in this like pizza place after a night out and 
this like group of this group of three guys I asked if I'm sit with um sit next to me and my roommate Maddie who's also Bahamian and funny enough which is crazy like speaking about we grew up with the same people she grew up on the same street as me in Treasure Cove <laughs> not to not to say like it's you know but like yeah like <laughs> and now she lives with me in college but um they were like asking where we're from and they literally thought me and Maddie's driver's licenses were like Bahamian driver's licenses were fake because they were like and I was like, what, who goes through the process of going and getting a, a fake Bahamian um, license, like a fake ID that's Bahamian, who does that? Um, he's like, you're not Bahamian, you're not Bahamian. And I was like, why? Is it because I'm white? Is it because I'm white? And he was like, no, like, I'm so sorry. And I was I'm just so like, sorry. I was like mm, you know, like, I know that's exactly what you mean. Um, and he was like, I think taken aback by the fact that I asked that question. Like, it's like, it's because I'm white. Like, is that why? Something that Celine said um, made me think about something that I think about kind of often, actually, like, uh, this idea of, like, being diminished or being, like, reduced to American. That happens to me um, a lot here. I think for different reasons. But I, I think it's because, like, the way people are... Um, here it's like everybody kind of dresses the same like there's like a culture of like the way you present yourself and everybody is kind of assumed to be American because we only have like 11% international students right but I think for example with like the Bahamian identity right like anybody can look can be Bahamian like there's a very like you know we have a we don't have a diverse population but like you could be a black Bahamian white Bahamian like whatever right I mean not that many groups but whatever <laughs> but it's also like when you look at a Bahamian you won't be like it's not like for example we we wear a very special kind of clothes or we like me for example I I I, I code switch every time I go out I talk to people in like a more Americanized accent so people would literally meet me and I don't know if they think I'm American but they would not even care to question or would not even like think like oh where are you from or whatever so it's kind of just like you're like you said like reduced to being American and I think for me it's led to me like not even feeling Bahamian when I'm here because most of the people that I like spend time with are Black American students or like other international students but I'm I'm the only Bahamian student at my school so it's like when I'm with them we don't have a lot in common actually other than the fact that we're Black but it's like yeah. yes we do have like I understand their culture they don't understand they don't know or understand mine at all but because I find it very easy to like assimilate into American culture it's just like oh yeah she's just like American and we can talk about American things but once they start talking about movies and all these like certain kinds of music I just have no idea about or like whatever it's like oh okay there's this difference but then I think also there's just a general like lack of curiosity I find like I'll tell people oh yeah I'm from the Bahamas they'll be like okay yawn like <laughs> not yawn I don't care like <laughs> I don't know and I find it very interesting because I'm like like for example my roommates in my first year actually whatever I don't care I'm like okay y'all are two American people you've never lived outside of your state you probably have never I would bet money that you've never met a Bahamian person in your life but like you've never once asked me about my culture or like tried to ex learn something or like you know engage with my uh, with our difference like you could have had a whole 
staycation. I could have hosted you. This could have been a whole thing. Like, you know, we could have had some cultural exchange going on, but like, they just don't care because it's just like, okay. That's why. And I just like American school and most of my friends are American and that's it. And it's like, I don't really care. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just like being the only one is like, I don't have anybody to like talk to really in my, like the way I want to. And I have to just kind of like reduce myself to like fit in, which is really annoying, but yeah I feel it's like- also very like cool being from the Bahamas mm-hmm. Mary you go jumping off that point about being the only one right I guess my experience like sorry to you Alicia but my experience <laughs> <laughs> with having like Bahamian students around you I don't think there aren't that many around me in the UK I'd say but like when I was in Canada I had quite a few Bahamian students around me there was like a like, because I went to boarding school, so there was, like, a house mother, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what you call it. She was Bahamian. Shout out to Miss Grant, if you're listening. She was Bahamian, and it actually made the experience a lot better when you have Bahamian students around you who are also going through kind of a similar um, thing, because you're all coming to, like, this foreign country, trying mm-hmm. to learn your way around and stuff like that, so that was quite helpful. Um but in the UK itself, I don't think that there are that many Bahamians. I don't know the actual like demographics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went because I went to University of Kent and in Canterbury, there were like actually there were quite a few. Let me not lie. There were there were quite a few. But now in London, in I guess more so because it's in COVID times, the Bahamians that I know are more so from prior years, but I think that there are the good thing about Bahamians as a group in general is that I think that Bahamians always look out for each other. Even if you don't know, even if you don't know that person, like they'll message your mommy and be like, oh, my daughter is going to this school. You know what I mean? Like that's just such a Bahamian thing to do. And then when you're there, even if you weren't friends before, nine times out of 10, you become friends and you hang out with each other all the time. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the great thing about being a Bahamian abroad. If you could find other Bahamians around you, because they can be very helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. When when I was in China, um, there was like a huge group of Bahamians. They had like a whole group chat. It was like at least three hundred people in that group, and they were they were in like all different parts of the country. But they'd be doing like meetups and cook like cookouts and all kind of stuff, and just like you know having that connection. And when I went to UWC and I met the two other Bahamians who were there, like. You couldn't tell me I didn't know them for my whole life. Like, and apparently also like the, one of them who I met literally lived two minutes away and the other one lived maybe seven minutes away. And it's like, I love that. We just, we met in, in, in why am I currently saying? We met in China and like, just, you know, being from the same place is just like all you need to me sometimes to just like get like, and also because I think being Bahamian is, like we have much more shared experience I think than like for example if you were say it was the reverse and you were like one of two actually no I don't think what I'm saying is going to make sense because I was going to say like because there are just so few Bahamians like if you meet another Bahamian like wherever you are like you have so much that you could possibly talk about or like bond over whereas like maybe if you're if you if you're an American and you meet another American in like some random country one person could be from like 
New Jersey and the other person could be from California and you have like a totally different yeah. experience, like life, you know? Yeah. I think that's definitely, I totally agree. I really wish I had uh, like other Bahamians here because I just, even like going to African Caribbean society, like in first year, it's mainly African society. Like, let's not lie. Um, yeah, same here. So it's, it's tough, but it's also like, um, I guess it's kind of a reality check of the fact that the world is not made up of only Bahamians. So you will have to interact with other like non-Bahamians, but you know, it'd be nice to have a couple Bahamians that I could, you know, speak normally to. Cause I really have this fear that for the rest of my life, I'm going to have to be code switching. Like what if my partner is not Bahamian? <clears throat> I'm literally going to have to be code switching for the rest of my fucking life. And that sounds- No, awful. you don't. Why no, do you but do like, that? What do I have to like teach them dialect? Just talk. They can pick it up. I don't know. That's, That's what like, I do with Alexis. I literally just speak. And if she don't, if she don't understand what I'm saying, I'm like, okay. It's just because I don't like explaining myself. That's the one reason why I don't. No, so, like, I think we could like transition onto code switching because like the like the reason why I don't really speak in dialect is like I hate repeating myself. Even like in general, I know I talk really fast. So with the dialect, it is just be like incomprehensible. So I don't like repeating myself like when I speak normally. So having to repeat myself and like explain what I'm saying just like it's too much for me because I don't like having to explain myself like in my language like this is understand me how I'm saying it you know what I mean like the fact that standard English or non-standard Englishes are frowned upon is ridiculous in the 21st century like I wrote a whole essay on this for my course but like it's stupid let me speak in Bahamian dialect but I think it's really interesting that um like I think I definitely think code switching at least for Bahamians um Actually, I think this extends beyond Bahamians, but I think it's a very interesting like mark, like class marker, Definitely. because a lot of Bahamians cannot code switch for their life. Like yeah. they just don't even have that skill. Um, and that's something that like going going to St Andrews, that's like that was our norm. Like we wasn't in class talking in like Bahamian dialect. Like once when you were in the class, you spoke a different way, and when you spoke to adults, we spoke a different way than we would to ourselves or like leaving school. Um, so I think that's really interesting. Anyways, yes, Mary. Oh yeah, I I completely agree with what Alicia said. That that's kind of what I was gonna say as well. That like at St Andrews, you we weren't. I don't think we were allowed. From what I remember, not allowed because allowed makes it seem a bit yeah. <laughs> but for the most part in class, we they kind of wanted us to speak like. See, I don't want to use the word proper because it's not proper. Standard. But they want you to speak like a certain way. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I see a lot of times, like sometimes you see on Twitter, like Bahamians, like um, calling out other Bahamians for code switching, which I never really understood, because like I don't really see the problem with someone code switching because it's just something that naturally happens when when you're around. Like let's say if you're in the U.S. or something, when you're around people who speak a certain way, like you naturally speak to them yeah. the way that they speak. If everyone else speaks that way, you know what I mean? So I don't really get the issue with code switching and I code switch all the time. I could code switch. I talk to y'all a different way. I talk to people from this country a different way. That's just how the cookie crumbles. I think it's, <laughs> I don't think you should look, well, I wouldn't look at it as like, saying certain expressions I think it's oh, just so about you're not looking at it like the way you the dialect like you're also looking no at it I think it's just about the way you speak mm -hmm. period like the way I print the way you pronounce for example certain 
the way, say the word water. Normally, I wouldn't say water. When I'm at home, I wouldn't say water. But here, <laughs> I have to say water. Mm -hmm. huh? You literally but, said the same thing. <laughs> we said the same No, <laughs> when I'm home, we, we don't say water. We say water. When I talk to y'all, I'm talking in my normal accent. I'd say water. I wouldn't be like, no. I wouldn't be back home or in Wendy's. I'm like, can I get a water? No, that's yeah. weird. I think it's just something that at this point, like you don't even really think about, like you just- Yeah, it's just it. happened so naturally, it's, I feel it's like. It's not like intentional, you know what I mean? But I think the thing that a lot of people talk about on Twitter is more of an intentional thing because I think that's for like, um, for example, when Bahamian um, news broadcasters on the TV, when they talk, they don't speak in their Bahamian accent. Like they very forcefully and intentionally like put the flight on attendants. a British act, a British sounding accent on American sounding accent. And that is a very like intentional, like thing that's very based in colonialism and white yeah. supremacy, because we feel like we have to speak this way to sound educated and sound good. Whereas we could just speak the way we speak. But if you if you're in like a formal like media setting, like you're not gonna we we see that as something that's improper. So I think that like like that's the problem and like where people would like bash other people for code switching because it's like if we want to see that change, we have to make that change. Like what if I'm doing an interview on the TV or you know even recording this podcast, it's like okay, am I going to make the conscious decision to code switch and Americanize the way that I speak or uh, talk in my in my accent? And I think. Code switching is such a big thing because even when we talk to our parents, we talk a different way. Like sometimes, sometimes my mommy would be upset if I talked to her like how I would talk to my friends on the street. Like it's different. So I was gonna also say just that. like I feel like how when we were talking about like we were taught to talk a certain way to teachers. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's like kind of in a way of like separated as like this is how you talk to your authority like someone like you know your parent is going to be different than how we talk to our group of friends which is like obviously a given right but mm -hmm. it's like they kind of put that like that accent that's like that dialect and stuff they kind of like include that as a way like that's how you're talking to your friends that's how you yeah. say to your friends like but you're going to talk to like your teacher or your parent or whatever and you're going to talk to them in, in a way that's like like you're not going to address them as a as boy or whatever or you know yeah. what i mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like i said like you're gonna that's not like saying i just basically said but like how we were saying yeah because i recognize like it is a privilege to be able to code switch because obviously a lot of bahamians can't like you guys were saying but i sometimes i'm like i wish i had a more distinguishable accent so i didn't have to like always explain myself i uh, agree there's like uh, one word that like people have someone has called me out on before and it's like, the way i pronounce like a's like say like yeah I know. like, when like Clinton, i'd be like well, that's that's a given that's or, a given or, when i say pear when i say pear instead of avocado they speak like what that is but lauren when you when you speak to american people would you say would you say pants instead of pants no a, like i don't i got called out in a regular conversation with an american actually i think we were also we were playing a game it was like king's cup and it was like we got nine rhyme and somebody said like man and i said pan and they were like huh that doesn't rhyme. That doesn't rhyme, rhyme. rhyme. It's like pen. Yes, it does. He was like, really? pen, pen doesn't rhyme. And I was like, like they were fighting me. I was like, pen, pan, 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 pan. It's so unnatural for me to say pan or pants. It's That's really we, uh, the other Abaco girl's name is Savannah as well. The one who I was talking about earlier. 
she has to literally spell her name out to people because it sounds like we're saying savannah so they're all pronounced those about like when we say savannah hey lacy it sounds like we're saying savannah they want us to say savannah savannah that's what they want us to say like she literally struggles all the time and she has to like spell it out for them first of all american english ain't even saying nothing because that's the colonizer mary when you speak to people in the uk how do you how do you speak like do you find yourself speaking in like an americanized um or is it more british you use like their terms and stuff like no actually there are there are some british terms that have made their way into my vocabulary but i feel like do you say pain yeah, I say ping all the time. Like, they ping all the time. Like, that gal is ping. Not, not, not gal. But the thing is, no, the hybrid language. I swear. <laughs> I love it. Gal the, the thing is, I think that happens with everyone. Like, whatever country you're in, you pick up the terms. But I don't know. I think the accent that I use when I'm in the UK, I haven't been told it sounds American. I think people say it sounds more Canadian if that makes sense but I think that's just because I went to school in Canada but I I don't think I could ever talk with an American accent like that but I just think that British but British accent I think that's like personally I can't even do a British accent to code switch to British like I can't even when people remember that time when I ain't gonna say the the bay name but remember that time we saw that snap and like he was talking and like it was a British accent and he had only been in the UK for like two weeks dread yeah, I don't know where that, like, that's, for me, that's not even, like, I don't want to say that's not code switching, because that's just being fake, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, like, I don't know, I don't know how people do that, but, yeah, I think I talk in more of, like, a Canadian sort of accent, and I think no matter where you are, you're gonna pick up the vocabulary in it, you know in what it? I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was just a try, but, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, and if I spoke in dialect, I'm like, if people can't understand me, I can't understand them because that that Scottish accent is hard. That, that, <laughs> that is hard. Yeah, like it's heavy. So I'm just like, you know what? Maybe I should just speak in dialect to everybody because I the people yeah. who on the phone talking to me and I'd be like, what was said? What you guys are saying? Like it's it's funny because it's like the experience of like when people here a group of Bahamians all talking together dead fast or whatever and they can't understand what we're saying I one time in first year it was like a room filled with Scottish people because like my flatmate he had invited his friends over and they were all talking and I was like is this (laughs) English like what is going on it's wild I think when I first moved to the UK hearing like all the British accents at once I was like what well what is this is this my life now I guess Lauren already touched on culture shock, but um, like Mary and Celine, what was y'all's like biggest culture shock? Kind of my biggest culture shock for sure was like the food. Like so, there is good food here, but child, I had to make my way through a lot of bad food to find the good food. It's the lack of seasoning for me, baby. Like yeah. a lot of UK chain restaurants will be like, um, they won't be British food. It'll be like, for example, like Wagamama is like, what is that? Asian? What? what yeah, what? Asian food. Okay. And they have like katsu curry and blah, blah, blah. Like British people love ka- yeah, oh, they, katsu they curry. They be eating uh, but, Indian food and things. 
Ah, uh, their versions of it, the like the British versions of it, are shitty because they are like they forgot the spices in the places that they colonized because it tastes bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, how you copying my food and making it work? It tastes bad. It's it is, and like I remember the first time I had fish and chips, and I like you know how Bahamas just rub the salt and the pe- and the pepper into the skin of the fish and whatever. Here, if you peel off that batter, that beer batter fish, ain't nothing on there. Salt. Just fish. Just, just salt fish and fish. vibes. Literally, because I had a I had a fish and chips one time here, and I was like, wow, this just is not seasoned at all. N- like, at all. No, it's it's definitely the same. Yeah, fish, I don't even like fish and chips. That, that, I think that it's nasty. It don't taste good. The one thing I will say, though, is that some of those fish and chip shops, they have like these sausages, uh, no sausages. I I'll tell you, they do those those slop. You mean those like sausage rolls? Yeah, like they. I think it's like battered sausage. Because one thing yeah. about British people Ooh. is they love to batter shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> did I curse? Yeah, you can yeah, curse. <laughs> they love to batter shit. Like they will literally batter anything. You know how they have those eggs. Oh, the scotch eggs, the scotch eggs. I never tried that because I look nasty. And you say, I ain't even gonna hold y'all. That Scottish, no, not Scottish breakfast, full English breakfast. <laughs> they, they was nah, in there. They were in their little bag. They little first with that. that. I can lie. Uh, English breakfast is the one thing. The one thing. Actually, that sounds a bit rude to say. I don't want to say the one thing they did right. No, that's but, the one thing they did right. But that's that lots. Like it's crazy how they went all all around the world for all this culture, and then they stayed at home and took nothing. Beans and toast and tomato. And I can't get into the beans. No, but I the beans. I can't even do beans. (laughs) They kind of hate. You know, Bahamians love savory breakfast. Like I think Bahamians would love English breakfast. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah. I feel like there, there might be like places like, I feel like Cricket Club or something has English breakfast. I like Cricket Club. Probably. Cricket Club food slap. Cricket Club has an English breakfast? They have a they have fish and chips and I used to always get their fish and chips. Is this like a pub style thing? Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Oh, okay, cool. Y'all, I just found out yesterday that pub is short for a public house. Did y'all know that? What? Yeah, yeah like, because there's a, there's a bar in in the U.S. in Charleston that we call pub house that's actually called public house yeah I did not know that house. because back in the day like you know when pubs first became a thing it was just a spot for like civic life like debates and talking and shit like that so it was just like yeah, just a public house like, yeah um oh okay so my biggest culture shock well I have several but one of them and this is a theory Y'all need to tell me what y'all think about this, but this is a theory that I've been kind of developing lately. But I think that the Bahamas is actually much more of like a collectivist society than we give ourselves credit for. Because one one thing that I've experienced a lot here is that like, I feel like I am more willing to, um, I don't know how to put this, but like um, do things well. Like I, back home, right? Back home, because everybody know everybody, you could drive drive home one day and see the same person on the road twice. Everybody know everybody, everybody know everybody business. So if you are doing things wrong or like you're building a bad reputation, like that look bad on you, on your family, and people could talk bad about you because mm-hmm. everybody knows everybody and like that's just it. But here in America, because you you don't you're not close with your neighbors. 
everybody don't know everybody like that. Like you're, you can be on the street and like see people and never see them again. So like, I think people care less about like, um, how do I put this? Like people care less about like the way, the way they carry themselves and the way like the way their actions represent yeah. them and like their family and everything. Like I, in my, in my, in my uh, campus job, we do like team like projects, right? And I always find that I feel like I'm being taken advantage of because everybody else in my group, they don't give a shit about how the work comes out. They don't have much like pride and dignity attached with like the work that they do. And they're just like, okay, I can do the bare minimum or not even do anything. Cause I know Alicia could do it or she could do it and it could come out good because I don't want my name on nothing bad. So exactly. if I in a group, that group we're getting done and they're getting done good. Even if I got to do it myself, which leads me feeling like, you know, people taking advantage of me, but it's like, I don't understand how y'all can be in a group or like, this is your job or this is group work. And you just don't care how it comes out because you're just like, what that have to do with me? Like I can do the bare minimum and that's it. Yeah. So I think like, because back home, we're so concerned with like what other people think about us. And like, you know, you don't want to be up on the street acting a fool and doing shit because people are going to talk about you and like yeah. you be the talk of the town for a couple of days. So you have to just like be hyper aware of like, you know, what you're doing and the way you're representing yourself. But here it's just like, okay, I don't care. I don't care what they think. I don't care what they think. I can do me. Yeah. period that's it that's a huge thing that's a fact with my work for sure i'm like child if my name on this <laughs> this could be good okay because yeah i see more on there that i could somehow make it way back to the bahamas i don't know how but through some kind of, <laughs> kind of system and they gonna know but do i agree because sometimes i find like because i don't there's like no strings attached to living abroad where like your family in here your people in here so you kind of could just like not in terms of university, because the, the people paying for this now. So I'm not going to, like, fuck around in university. But, like, in terms of, like, what I'm just doing, like, out in my social life or whatever. When I'm out in public and I, like, know that I don't really know a lot of people, I'm like, I don't even care about these people. I could do whatever I want. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. <laughs> kind of. Like, I don't know these people. These people don't know me. Like, whereas, like, back home, you looking over your shoulder, you can't even go out looking bad because someone bump into you in a food store and that's your cousin and blah, 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 blah. Literally like, hey, you could walk into the food store in your pajamas, bonnet on, house <laughs> shoes. But back home, it's like, if I go to the food store, I'm guaranteed to see at least probably one person that I know or recognize on any given day. Literally. So you can't be just out looking like- Looking a man. Looking like garbage. Yeah, I, I feel like it's definitely in the UK, like people really do not care what you're doing. like. Because everyone else doing something worse, to be honest with you. Like, you <laughs> exactly. Can, you exactly. can really walk down the street looking like like you literally just roll out of bed and no one is going to even look in your direction. That's that's something that I really like about mm -hmm. living in the UK versus living at home. Because at home, you have to make sure you look good. You see someone, you can say hi, you can hail them, then they tell someone else they saw you, and then they tell, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's always a long thing at home versus in the abroad. You mm -hmm. can just do what you like exactly i feel like i constantly have to remind myself that like um stop caring about what other people think of you here like i always have to constantly remind myself that like all the time these people don't know you like i remember the first time i was out like 
on a like busy street and someone called my name and I was like <laughs> I know that ain't who I think it is and I had to like turn around and be like because someone it was like one of my someone who I had met before or whatever and like they saw me on the street and was like calling my name and I was like this is not supposed to be happening here like y'all are not supposed to be able to find me <laughs> yeah I definitely think it's a blessing I think it's a blessing and a curse like yeah. back home the way we like know everybody and whatever because it's like you can't have any kind of an anonymity or privacy it's just like yeah I, I I think it's too much at home to be honest with you I think I think Bahamians do too much in that regard mm -hmm. um because like we don't really need to know every single detail about <laughs> our neighbor's private life like it really is not that serious yeah. but I think that's also because our population is so small mm -hmm. that you can't help but you know what I mean another culture shock which I feel like Celine will know exactly what I'm talking about but like the drinking and drug culture in the UK is like you wouldn't even believe it's like, wild like these people do so many drugs yes uh, <laughs> yeah. first year when people were talking about like being 16 and like doing cat I was like <laughs> yeah I never heard about cat in my life until literally same what Isn't that a horse tranquilizer? Yes. Yeah. yeah. People are like, oh, you know, I was addicted to cat in, in when I was um in sixteen, uh, but you know, I'm I'm off that now, and I'm like, yeah. I'm just on the coke now. Like, okay. <laughs> no, that's that. That is the drug of like College of Charleston coke. That, like, there was literally a mass email sent out. I remember my freshman year because the biggest coke they literally had there the biggest dealer, um. Uh, gave a like a batch out that was bad and it was like laced with like MDMA and fentanyl and there were 15 overdoses at a party <gasps> wow. no one died they had to revive all of them on Narcan but it was literally an email sent to the entire school and it was, like, the biggest coke dealer whatever I was like Bay. the thing with the UK is one like you know how like back home like Bahamian culture really a huge part of it is drinking right and you know we all were responsible and started drinking at the legal drinking age so when I um came over to the UK and obviously a lot of people are coming to school and they've never drank before like a lot of people were like they've never drank like underage which I was like good me too so um it was crazy to see people act like and obviously because we would like spend our last year of IB we were 18 right so it was crazy to come to uni and be like people blackout drunk can't even go out yeah, um, without having to carry somebody home or end the night early because everyone's throwing up or blacking out and you got to take everybody home because they used to be acting mm -hmm. like they never mm -hmm. see alcohol in their life for real no, they don't be used but honestly bahamians have a very um toxic alcohol culture that we, i feel like we do not address but i honestly think a lot of bahamians are literally alcoholics and like play it off it's just like oh all is rum like yeah, <laughs> like it's Thursday. Yeah, Let me go get birth. Like, but why are you? You don't need to be doing all of that. Like, I, I think I think Bahamians' relationship with alcohol, in my opinion, it seems to be a bit better than other countries. So yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, because we don't be we don't be you don't be out until you blackout wasted and like you need to go yeah, to because because you it's, have alcohol. It's it's also especially where the age is 21 in the u.s it's mm -hmm. like these children finally get a taste of freedom 
And like, I used to be seeing children pass out at 3 p.m. from like these day parties on the side of the road. We had a fire alarm one time. It was like one o'clock in the morning. And this kid is literally on the side of the dorm puking in a plant because he's so blacked out. Like they don't carry themselves. Whereas, But you need to know their limit. And plus you ain't trying to shame nobody and shame your family by looking stupid. Because you couldn't walk uh, downtown after a night at Bamboo and and somebody across the road and see them. Exactly. You saw Michelle Squatter couldn't walk that night night oh my god bahamians don't start not to say that bahamians don't start drinking young but i don't think that bahamians start drinking as young as other countries Mm, i don't think that's true (laughs) in my experience like growing up like not that you'll be offered alcohol but like you'll you could have a glass of wine or a sip Mm -hmm. of wine with your parents starting young but in other countries, well, from what I noticed, specifically speaking on my experience in Canada, mm-hmm. I think that because it's so like, no, 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 no alcohol, they start very, very young right. and then they overdo it. Yeah, I like, agree. Because it's normalized it's back home where it's exactly. like, this is something in the house. You ain't got to be going crazy if you want go, if you want drink in the house. They don't hide it. They don't say like, you know, it's not a big, no, never do yeah, not. Because then that breeds that bad behavior. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if you ban something and tell people that they can't do it, then they might they want to do it. No, wow. <laughs> That's a different conversation. I agree. <laughs> um, so I think to end it off, we should ask the final question. Will we be going back to the Bahamas once we're done studying? Um, I guess I can go first. So my um, initial response is no, mainly because I am, in fact, a homosexual and um do not like that's just not making any sense like <laughs> i am actually <laughs> like it just don't make no sense like where like i cannot um i'm not trying i don't want to live anywhere where i like have to repress like something that is just like you know so yeah i don't i don't want to have to repress any aspect of myself i feel like no matter where i live actually i am going to have to repress some aspect of myself but like to have to be with my partner and like pretend like that's my best for like the rest of my life is just not like I'm I'm not trying to do that. The only way that I see that working out is if I was to get like some really really good job and I could afford to live in like a really nice place and like um kind of just I don't know seclude myself in a way or like you know I could just go to the beach have my little boat whatever like you know just live in my best like bahamian life but also that makes me feel sad because i'm like why should i i I hate it like why why should i one like not come home because i feel so uncomfortable like being openly gay and then two like why should i only come home if i feel like i have like a super like well-paying job lined up for me like also there's just like not a lot of job like in the field that i see myself going into like i would love to be able to do like academic like research and writing and that kind of thing but the Bahamian government has no interest in funding that kind of thing or like you know there aren't many um institutions that give like grants or do like this kind of research and stuff like that so it's like okay I gotta find some people that'll allow me to do what I want to do and I don't I'm not trying to go home with a master's degree um making thirty thousand dollars a year like it's really not it's not happening um so yeah I do think that things may change in the future but honestly I am not the most optimistic about 
change in the Bahamas for at least the next 20, 30 years because a lot of people our age, I think Bahamians trying to make it seem like, oh, once the old people gone, everything will be better. But those people's kids are our age yeah. and they think the same way as their parents. A lot of yeah. young Bahamians are still very homophobic, very xenophobic, everything phobic. Like, you don't have to tell us every minute you don't like, you don't like man. Like, right. and you don't like, a lot to prove that you like women. You, like, you want to have a positive outlook, but, you know, I'm always on this, um, my soapbox about colonialism and its impact on the Bahamas, but I will say it again, the reason why we cannot pro- progress as a country is because we are still suffering the effects of um, colonization, and as a result, I don't think we will be seeing any change um, anytime soon, which is very unfortunate, but, you know, maybe one day, and, like, like you said, if I don't have a job that is well paying and like worth my while, worth my time, mm-hmm. like I'm, <laughs> no, I don't see it for me. Like I always talk about how I want to like raise my kids there and I want my kids to have a Bahamian childhood, but it's tough because I can't just do that with no job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to say whether or not I will go home. Um, I'm maybe eventually I will, but as of right now, with my field, like Alicia said, it's not looking too good. And I'm I'm very conflicted because I definitely do agree with, you know, like, be the change you want to see, right? But then it's like, one, I feel like back home, in order to, um, like, affect change, a lot of it, um, but actually, I don't know, like, I think the way it is right now, you have to be involved in, like, you know, bureaucratic politics in some way. You can't just, like, go on the street and start rallying and, like, get people together and then make change because all of the change that we see like has to happen like in parliament right so yeah. it's like you have to get into politics to make change but then it's like okay what my sister asked but anybody voting for me and you have to wait until you're so like what am i going to do to get into parliament anyway so it's like God exactly. so for me it's like yes i would love to have a revolution in the bahamas and change all the way the shit is running and just like you know we have so much potential to be like a great flourishing society but like people don't want like people don't want that and then it's like and people what, are, what am I supposed to do if nobody would vote for me and how am I supposed to make change for these people if they don't even want it or they wouldn't vote they can't look past the fact that I'm gay and don't believe in God so and going I'm off of that God. people are so behaving a lot of behaviors are very complacent like they love to say oh I want change but then when the change comes they are they have a problem with it so I really think that behaviors a lot of behaviors have become content in how our society is saying that oh it's better than this and it's better than that no it's not baby no it is not like real change is not gonna happen unless like (laughs) I don't even know we need one I don't know we need one uprising or something literally we need a we literally need a revolution I don't think I don't think people understand like if people just like oh yeah everything's fine like we are no longer slaves um you know <laughs> Bahamians have a legacy of fighting for their rights so the fact that we've become so complacent in our society right now is <laughs> it's embarrassing very embarrassing anyway we've gone on a rant Lauren and Mary <laughs> <laughs> um I think like my answer for right now would probably be I don't know because similar to Celine I really really like the idea of like raising my kids in the Bahamas and letting them have that same upbringing that I had because I really loved my upbringing. But on the other hand, I'm also very much enjoying being young, living abroad, you know, the world is your oyster, all of that, you know, being able to go wherever you want. Well, not wherever you want because visas can be a bit difficult sometimes, but still like being able to, 
just live in a different country and get new experiences, meet new people. You know what I mean? I'm really enjoying that stage of my life right now. So I, I don't know, I think maybe eventually when I get older, but also very much everything you guys said as well. So I don't know, the answer is, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think that my answer is, is eventually. I think I eventually want to move back home. Uh, definitely not right away. I think that, well, now that my plans have changed, like I changed my major and all this stuff. Like, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to be getting into. I do know I'm going to pursue like a master's degree and stuff and like all of that stuff. But I would definitely rather like graduate whatever, like my master's, whatever I do and like live in like the U.S. for a couple of years and like establish myself, like, like look for some maybe research opportunities, like look for certain things that I wouldn't be able to, you know, find here, which I feel like we've touched on, like everybody said this. And um, yeah, but also like, like we've all said, like, I do think I want to raise my kids here. Um, I just think that like, I couldn't really imagine not like, I like the way I was brought up, like the way I was raised and everything like that. And I just would love, to, you know, bring them up the same way. I mean, not the same exactly, but y'all know what I mean. Like, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I eventually, like, I feel like I need to become way more financially stable before I do though because like living here it is very costly and like I you know so I definitely need to establish some kind of financial stability before moving back here agreed I just want to be 60 living on the beach in a loop road that's all I ask yeah no like literally like I want to be able to like go to the beach every weekend with my children like let them run around in the sand and like for our kids to be friends the same way same. That yeah that too exactly yeah. could you imagine like our children going out and then like we all like while they out we chill in uh, imagine <laughs> imagine imagine celine driving our kids to the future bond i gotta carry the torch <laughs> But the way that we're not asking for much is the thing. Like we just want literally and <laughs> a nice beach. Like we are not asking for much. But, but like literally, that's it. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes, you know. And I'll see y'all in forty years when we move back. <laughs> so true. I mean, but it's like, oh, uh, it's just so sad because our population is so small to the point where if we were to have like one week of like protests and strike and being like okay government this what you this what we want this is what y'all gonna do and if not block off the parliament don't let them in this is what y'all gonna do and if not we ain't gonna work we ain't doing this we gonna sit on the street and Literally. protest for days I all really, we gotta do how I, hard is that like okay i am in the future where we have a postal system that works we have public transportation transportation that includes boats going to and from the islands regularly because guess what these people all up in providence need to get okay we need and it's taking about 10 years to get there they need to spread out everywhere they need to move the cat island 
because this is annoying. We can't all be living it's literally not hard. Nasa, for real. We are all it's really not Nasa hard. Real public transportation. It's like. You can't you because the, the government literally has like stopped investing in family islands. Like it's really only Freeport and Eleuthera and like, y'all. We need to make a government. We need to make a party. Let's go. Let's go. We, we, and we don't even have like town what, halls. What y'all gonna call that? Community community halls like call it, um... BPP. No BBP. Bad bitch party. Period. Period. <laughs> I, mean, I like that's, that. And I that's like what that. we end in it. That's what we end in it. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in this week. A big thank you to our guests, Lauren and Mary, for hanging out with us today. Thank you, Celine and Alicia, for having us on your amazing platform, Link. Yeah, it was awesome. I really had a great time, honestly. I love talking to all y'all. It was so nice. Yeah. We'd love to keep the conversation going on our pages. If you're behaving abroad, share your experiences with us. Reply on Twitter and comment on our recent Instagram posts so we can discuss. Follow us on our IG page at Weagling Podcast and on Twitter at Weagling Pod to stay updated when we post new episodes. And we'll see you in two weeks. Weagling!